This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Do you drive a vehicle? Then you'll find AutoCorrect helpful, especially on Coach Charlie's Tip of the Week. Listen to our podcast with me, Coach Charlie Melton, on any podcasting platform or on the MPB Public Media app. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jermaine Flood along with my traveling partners, Jay White and Kamel King, Tourism Development Bureau Manager with Visit Mississippi. We're your number one on-air source covering the people, places, and events that make Mississippi great. Our first stop of the day is all about getting in shape at the Fayette Community Service Organization's 10th Annual Fat to Fit Olympic Games 2023 happening July 22nd through the 23rd at the Kroger Athletics and Activities Gymnasium on the campus of Tougaloo College with Executive Director Janelle Edwards, and then we're off to Philadelphia for this year's Neshoba County Fair, Mississippi's Giant House Party, happening July 21st through the 28th with President Scott Bounds. Plus, we'll also let you know what's happening around your neck of the woods. Before we hit the road, let me welcome my traveling partners. I see him running. He's running fast. Jay White. Good morning. I had to close the door. I forgot <laughs> he, to close the door. He's such a good... No, I forgot to close the door. I was the I last wasn't going to put you out. I, I wasn't going to... That's okay. Tell him. Tell him, Jermaine. You, you walked there, out. You yeah. walked out. You didn't close the door. <laughs> also, I want to welcome my second traveling partner, Kamel King. He's in the build... Not in the building, but he's in the Zoom building. Kamel. <laughs> I think I think that might his, his his sound so, was so loud this time his his mic microphone technology canceled him out he, he was so excited about it come out do that one more time there we go had to tone it down a touch right we are here we are here come out what you been up to. Oh, just on the mend and ready to get back in the driver's seat next week. I, I know so it. I know it. You're going to be back and it's going to be on and popping that week and then the week after and then the week after. We've got a lot going yeah. on. We've got a lot going on with Next Stop. We do. Yes, we do. Oh, and the upcoming shows, including this one, are just going to be smoking hot. I know. I know, I know. Jay, I think you are excited to hear Kamel sounds. Are you? Man, he's, he's already promoting. You hear him? He's, he, he, I mean, yeah. two, two seconds back in, he's he's working. It's going to be something. It's yeah. going to be something. I don't mind dropping a little tidbit while we're here. Um, on on uh, Next week, we will have, oh, Kamel, let's, let, let me let you do that. Next week, who is going to be our guest host? Oh, man, my, one of my most favorite Bosses and uh, and now ex executive director of uh, Visit Mississippi, uh, Craig Ray, uh, one of my dear dear friends. Uh, learned so much from him. Great mentor. Uh, he has been executive director of Visit Mississippi actually two times and has worked for I think three presidents. So he is mm. freshly retired, uh, moving on to other parts of his life. So we're going to get to recap his robust and rich career with uh, Visit Mississippi next week. I can't wait to pick his brain because if anybody who's been all the way around Mississippi from the top to the bottom to the middle to the right to the left, it's him. Yeah, I mean, he's... He's like another version of Jay. He's a walking <laughs> Mississippi encyclopedia. He's Mr. Jay Atlas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. That's going to be fun. I just missed it at the end of uh, at the at the end of Felder show just a second ago. They had a, a call from Shaco. 
Mississippi. Yeah. How you spell it, Jay? Uh, I think it's, uh, I don't know. Oh, you put me on the spot. S-H, <laughs> uh, something like that. Yeah, S-H, something like that. Yeah. Okay, I think okay. there's uh, maybe a pair of C's in there somewhere. Right, 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 no, right. Putting you Sound on like Roscoe P. Coltrane, sort of. Kinda. What'd you say, Kamel? Here's putting you on the spot. What's something that your mother told you in life that... <laughs> You know, has impacted you throughout your life. What's the thing? Kamel, we, 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 May was Mother's Day. <laughs> Jay, come with it. Hey, look, hey, hey, he I, had, I, got, it. I got on my son this past weekend for having some people over and being too loud and, and acting like it's one o'clock in the afternoon when it's one o'clock in the morning in the middle of the house. And my mom called me and she's like, why are you getting on to him? And I'm like, I don't know, mom. <laughs> So that's it. That's so the answer. Go. So I mean, I, that's one thing his mom said. Y'all want to make it sound like I ain't paying attention to my mom no more. But my mom's still raising me. I'm out here, in my mid forties. My mom setting me straight. What's one thing How your dad said you? to you? What's one thing your dad said to you? Well, that dads don't say nothing. They oh, give you okay. looks. You're right about that. <laughs> How dare you get on to dads? Give you looks. Uh, they don't use words. They give you a look, and you understand. What'd you say, Camille? How dare you get on teenagers for making noise at one something in the morning? That's right. <laughs> That's just outlandish. You know, what, you know what? I gave him a list of prerequisites that included uh, not setting anything on fire, don't go on the roof, don't go outside the house at 10 o'clock, and I didn't say anything about not making noise at 1 a.m. So, so you know what? It's on me. I'm like Jermaine. I left that's the door open, and they just went through it. <laughs> That's how that works. Well, we are going to be excited about having Craig on next week. And then the following week, tiny finger drum roll. Uh-oh. I was not prepared for that. Yeah, I know. That drum roll was real weak. Um, <laughs> but we are going to have in studio none other than three of the baddest ladies right now in country music. Chapel Heart will be in studio with us live on the 28th. Now, oh, that's man. something that's something to make noise over, Kamel. <laughs> so, that's I'm excited about that. After that, come the month of August, we're going to be broadcasting live from the um, Sunflower Blues and Gospel Festival in Clarksdale, Mississippi. So, it's just mm-hmm. it's a packed up couple of few weeks right there. We've got a packed up mm-hmm. few weeks, and I'm very excited about it. I'm just excited about getting on the road again with y'all. And, and all you need to know about Mississippi is that they got a festival where they put blues and gospel together. And it works. And blues and gospel are not the same thing. No, no. And back in the That's day, two they, different they, feelings. they would fight those two feelings, but now we're marrying them, and they, it works. There you go. Absolutely. It works. So we'll be out there. Kamel, you've got anything going on coming up once you get um, out of the bed? <laughs> I am first of all, I am not in the bed. Okay? <laughs> well, actually, right now we are working on uh, Atlanta Food and Wine. That's going to be our next uh, big activation coming up in September. So okay. uh, we've got some great partners going with us. It is a great food and wine uh, festival that Mississippi always dominates. So that's what mm. we're working on now. Well, of course, if it's food. Just pair it with the wine and we win. We Boom. win. Boom. Jay, what you got going on? Soccer? No, our season ended last week. So okay. uh, on Monday, we had okay. our, our, our Children's of Mississippi Charity Match okay. at Freedom Ridge Park in Ridgeland. And that ended the season. And so this week, um, 
That's wherever boss lady tells me. <laughs> no, I, I, actually, I'm, I'm going to get um, my teenage children been out here running around while I've been working, and I'm going to try to spend some time this weekend being in front of them face to face. Okay. Yeah. Well, then that's good time. That's a good time. Mm-hmm. That's a good time. That's an event, right? What about there. you, Jermaine? Before you 1 a.m. also. Ah, you didn't put me on the spot, Camille. Um. <laughs> She's trying to get through. She's trying to get to 11 o'clock Friday morning first, Camille. Uh, I don't know. You know, still talking about the, the house I'm um, redoing, remodeling, um, and shopping. You know me. Got some DIY projects. Uh, yep. Some DIY projects, some shopping. That's about it. I'm, I'm going to go out one of these days and mm-hmm. do something on the weekend. This weekend, she'll be uh, telling Mr. Jermaine to pick up some some <laughs> boxes here and move them over there and some cans over here and take them over there. That's what she'll be doing this weekend. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, the, I, I, I don't get into much. Thanks, Camille, for putting me on the spot. You're so nice. Um, well, but you put him in the bed. I do. But she- <laughs> you said he's exactly. still in the bed. <laughs> He is not in the bed. He's sitting on the edge of it. Okay, so (laughs) let's get into our first stop of the day today. Our first stop of the day is all about getting in shape at the Fayette Community Service Organization's 10th Annual Fat to Fit Olympic Games 2023 happening July 22nd through the 23rd at the Kroger Athletics and Activities Gymnasium on the campus of Tougaloo College. And in with us to drop all the deets is Executive Director Miss Janelle Edwards. Janelle, welcome to Next Stop Mississippi. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. Let me introduce you. You would already heard the man with the noise. His name is Kamel King. Hi, Kamel. And of course, the guy behind you, (laughs) Jay White. (laughs) And Jay. And and I was, you know, a couple of times you said Jay because I'm a.k.a. Jazzy Jay. So me and Jay got something in common. There you go. (laughs) Miss Jazzy Jay is also, she's also um, radio host yes. as well. So yes. I'm glad to have Miss Jazzy J, Miss Janelle <laughs> on with us to tell nice. us more. I know about the fat to fit um, 10th annual Fat to Fit, actually, yes. Olympic Games 2023. Yes. Janelle, one, talk about your work on radio. I love <laughs> the radio station um, talk, but you've got that radio behind you, and also you've been doing so much work with this. How many years have you been with the event? Just give me all your deets. Okay, okay. Well, WWGI 101.5 in Jefferson County is our radio station. It's a low-power FM radio station um, where we put out community news, uh, talk shows, and things that we're working on in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's 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 going, it's going, it's going. So uh, <laughs> you know, and even we uh, do the fat to fit confessions and all oh, of that there. good stuff. Good. Just talking about our our journey of uh, you know doing doing getting healthier, right? Put that, right, you know, right, right. Put, tidbits on anybody but just getting healthier do do something more healthier more often than not That's right it. right 10 years how long have you been with this event yes 10 years we actually created it my husband and i come on y'all we started a nice. uh, yeah a program called the seed to the need uh project Kamel, he's here introduce him janelle her, her husband's here introduce uh, him my husband and community coordinator mr anthony darnell edwards who is originally from born and raised in Jefferson County, Fayette, Mississippi. Okay, and okay. that's why I'm here. 
Well, I want to welcome you to the show welcome. as well. Welcome him to the show. Yes, I'm an implant from Savannah, Georgia. Okay. Um, but married and in fed of, you know, uh, we're rural, rural uh, southwest Mississippi. Mm-hmm. But we came on the news, we were picked up by the news, and we were reported in the Clarion Ledger as being the most obese county in the nation. Oh, in the nation. In Amer- well, actually, it said America. And it didn't say wow. obese, it just said fattest. The fattest county in America. And, and, you go check the Clarion Ledger. And people are like, where is? Yeah, well, I was. I'd never heard of Fed before I moved there. Right. But uh, we were sitting in front of the news thinking they were going to be talking about our Seed to Need project because we were teaching our children how to plant, nurture, harvest, mm-hmm. and create a value-added product to sell. Mm-hmm. So really on the... You know, on the tangent of entrepreneurism, mm-hmm. but they took the news a, a whole nother way. With I was like, "Is that the truth? Are we? <laughs> How dare they? Yes, yes. <laughs> you talk about spin, okay? Because I'm sitting there like, what? And so at the time, my mother in law went and got the newspaper where my brother in law Joseph Edwards is on the front page. When they, oh, they took a picture wow. of him, yes. And so uh, Southern Remedy Show, they came down to um, film our first annual Fat to Fit so Olympics. So y'all, y'all been in the family. Yeah, MPB, we with y'all. We like, we like that. We like, like this. We like, like four flats like on the Cadillac. Yeah, right. That's right. right. Four flats on the Cadillac, yeah. <laughs> so, um... You know, we were like, what could we do? So my husband and I, we started putting our... Uh, heads together and then we attended the Global Obesity Summit that was held here back in 2010 and um, doctors from all over the world 34 countries Mm -hmm. I think was represented but the things that I left with is that you know because a lot of stuff was over my head I just (laughs) I'm just saying but (laughs) what I did leave with you're looking like what are they talking about what are they talking about the enzymes and the cortisol and the the cortisol but anyway (laughs) so what I did leave with is that due to the chronic conditions brought on early by childhood obesity that uh, potentially 12 years could be shaved off the lifespan Mm. of a child. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, right. That's what I was like. Wow. Mm -hmm. And so um, with that being said, um, and the fact that it affects the African-American youth at a 50 percent higher prevalence rate. Right than any other ethnicity I was just I was floored I was blown away because I was the event dieter now I'm gonna get in that dress you know when they zip it on quiet come right, up we gonna, right. we gonna go to the sauna we gonna you do, know, a do the something. three day diet or the lemonade diet right, or this that right, and the third right. and get in the dress and then gain it all back when it's over but <laughs> that was I understand <laughs> come on that was me <laughs> so you know that's what uh, just I just really got impassioned about it because we have children we have grandchildren and so um my husband and I, we just started thinking about it, um, and we came up with this, the Fat to Fit Olympic Games. And it's just really fun games, um, hula hoop, jump rope, power walkathon, three-point shot, three-on-three basketball, um, but it's not geared towards athletically inclined Children, It's really just fun. Come out and have fun. Just move your body. The three um, objectives are know your health numbers. That's why we do uh, free health screenings. We've done over Mm 15,000 health screenings Mm -hmm. at this uh, Mm -hmm. juncture. Um, And then the second 
thing is uh, health literacy because we learn through research that a lot of times we go to the doctor, the doctor is using terminology and we're just sitting there like a bobblehead, like, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. And we don't really understand what what's saying. going on. Mm-hmm. So we play Let's Make a Healthy Deal at the um, at the Fat to Fit Olympics and you can win prizes and health gear um, from that game because we want you to increase your um, health literacy. And then the third thing is with the competitions, we want you to increase your physical activity. You know, just jump rope, hula hoop, three-legged race, you know, relay races, inchworm. We got the baby crawl. If you got a crawling baby, you can bring your baby out there. (laughs) That's what I'm coming to see. That's what I want to see. The baby crawl. (laughs) Too adorable. And we got the baby run. So if your baby just started walking, we got the baby run. They can win some money and potentially win a free bicycle. Because everybody that (laughs) participates, they get a number ticket. Okay. Uh, if you win, you win a cash prize and you get two number tickets. So after the all the events that day, we pull those number tickets. And if we pull a ticket, you can win a brand new bicycle. Mm. Come on now with the incentives yeah, for it all. Because that's for you to take home. And, and we've seen it now when, like I said, we had the heavyweight title. But guess what? We don't have it anymore. We lost the heavyweight title. And I attribute that to the nine consecutive years Come of the Fat to Fit Olympic Games. That's great. And, and uh so if we can do it and we were uh, what my husband said ground zero for the obesity epidemic okay if we can do it anybody else a rural impoverished uh Vulnerable food desert community, come on here. <laughs> Y'all are definitely a community wow. a community activist couple. Yes, yes. Community activism. Well, I, Go ahead, Kamel. I, I certainly would like to know in you and your husband's research and putting together first of all kudos to y'all for bringing this to your county and going nine consecutive years but in your research and and, uh get together you know start that over again real quick after after uh, in your research obesity in mississippi and yes start that one more time for me start that over because he went out you i heard together yeah, the last. Okay, I'm sorry. What I wanted to know was uh, was uh, you and your husband in the research that you guys did in building uh, uh, the program over the nine years. What have you found is the genesis to why Mississippians and more importantly uh, in your county, why why was this happening to the youth and to us as adults? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, it's. What I have seen, um, it's a lot of environmental factors on why it is an issue. But what we have seen, you know, just from noticing, um, people are trying to save money so they get the cheapest things that they can get that are going to last a long time. Right. So um, we were even doing another program in the schools where we were going in with our third through sixth graders and um, we planted an orchard on our campus to and it's hashtag the real fast food because we wanted to incentivize healthy snacking. Something you pull off the tree is real fast food, not sitting in the McDonald's line waiting on a Happy Meal. Right. But so those what we have seen, it's really um, generational. I remember talking to one girl and I was like, you know, how does broccoli taste? She said, my people don't eat that stuff. And I was like, well, have you ever tried it? No, ma'am. I said, so um, you could be missing out on your 
favorite, most favorite vegetable ever. Mm-hmm. You know, try it and then determine whether you like it or not. And so what we've seen, it's just a lot of generational. We don't um, eat that. Yeah, we don't eat that or with the way we prepare our food a certain way or it's fast foods. Like when we were coming up, fat, going to McDonald's was like an event. You know, you didn't go. You didn't go every I day. Used to, I used to cry to get to McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. Like, mom, you had I don't to do all your chores. Right. You had to, you know, have. Uh, you had to be on the principal's list, A's and B. You had to, that was like an event. Like we going to McDonald's. <laughs> we going to. McDonald's. But now it's just like a almost an everyday thing. Yeah, and um, that's why we're doing the farmers market there to uh, get people to have more fruits and vegetables and we also have a community agricultural demonstration site where we're inviting community members out to just show them how to if it's in container uh, gardening if it's in ground container if it's row gardening if it's pallet do something grow something where you know it's healthy and and what we've seen the children really enjoy it and they are more apt to eat it if they grew it you know so it's things like that I would just farm the table yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's. You have any thoughts on it, Anthony? <laughs> I got the He's up. the strong, silent type yeah. over there. <laughs> but yeah, just research shows. Like, yep. But, yeah. but I also, agree. too, to that, and the reason why I know Fat to Fit Olympics is just an amazing, strategic, transforming, um, fun field event, is because. We don't have a mile's worth of sidewalk in Fayette, but you had people that next, cuz, I'm, I'm, you walking in tall grass or you walking on the side of the road, but they, cuz, I'm coming to get you next year. You beat me last year in the power walk on, but I'm coming to get you. Is he it's, driving by? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's walking. Oh, okay. He's walking. But I'm just saying, it was that, that people were self-motivated. That's great. With our, children were outside jumping rope we had you know the bicycles were in the streets like uh, um, like they were cars That's great. but everybody you know looked out for them so it was increased physical activity because they knew the next year the Fat to Fit Olympic Games was coming back and it's just family fun for everyone so tell me from year one to now year 10 yes what have you seen as the growth um, what's what's been the positives that have come from this fat to fit Olympic Games okay yeah on the f- the first year we started out our multi-purpose center which is a small building in Fayette um, and we had it's a two-day event so we had about 30 registered pr- participants at that time we awarded two brand new bicycles one on the first day one on the second day by the time it was the ninth year we were at all we had left there we went to the uh, junior high gymnasium from there we outgrew that and we ended up at Alcorn State University with 764 registered participants and we awarded 130 bicycles right we were we've been down three years yeah we've been down three years due to COVID right so um, this year it's moved yes, yes. Um, from Fayette to mm-hmm. Tougaloo. Yes. So talk a little bit about that and where that's going to be held this year. Okay. Well, we're excited because... I was going to say, because there's an HBCU in Jefferson County, but it ain't Tougaloo College. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we got to give, you know, the Braves their shout out because they were the inaugural uh, HBCU to host the event. And that's what our board met and decided, you know, that HBCUs, because... Of of the uh, research and the health disparity associated with it, you know, we would like HBCUs to 
hosts. So we're going statewide. Okay. Um, we're going to Jackson State. We're going we're going to hit Mississippi Valley State. We're going to hit every HBCU. Not to say that any other college can't host it, mm-hmm. but we're we're focusing on that because of the health disparity. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so. Tougaloo, we are excited to be there um, this year. It's a, you know, it's a historical uh, college. We have had um, nothing but great help from uh, the gentleman, Miss Nod, Miss Anderson, Mr. Anderson, and Miss Yolanda Coleman over there that have just been walk, working with us. Um, Mississippi Beverage Association, they're one of mm-hmm. our major sponsors. They have given us a match for every local business that donates a seventy-five dollar bike donation they're matching it so we feel like you know open arms yeah. uh have welcomed us here um you know we have a way we do everything and uh it's just been it's just been a, a awesome seeing the community come together and um work with us to bring this uh, to fruition and we're excited we're really excited, excited about coming back after covid and we're just excited to take the event you know all over this state right right and That's- we also looking for networks we have a uh, fat you can become a member of the fat to fit family network and so we're going to develop chapters where Fat to Fit Olympic game qualifiers are going on all over the state and then at the annual event, all of those people will dump into that host uh, college or university and have the major games. Yeah, yeah. And so it's a long-term plan um, that we've had with this. Um, and we do it, you know, grinding it out because it's not federally funded. Yeah. But we... yeah. yeah. Yeah, yes. <laughs> that's, yes. that's what you say. Yes. You manifest that, right? You manifest right. that, and we're going to get national spot. We're going, we're going to do it big. So it's free and open to the yes. public. Fun games, fit, mm-hmm. healthy food. Yes, it's all going to be there. Yes. Um, this again is going to be July twenty second, starting at eight a.m. Mm-hmm. July twenty third, it'll start at twelve thirty p.m. Yes. Okay, and then it's going to be at the Kroger Athletics and Activities Gymnasium mm-hmm. on the campus yes, yes. of Tougaloo College. Mm-hmm. So, so you, you just have to show up. Um, let, just let me say, anybody who is uh, not 18, if you come and you're a youth, you must have a guardian um, with you, somebody to sign the paperwork for you okay. um, to be able to play. You're playing at your own risk. There's disclaimers. Um, if you don't want your photo taken, you got to let us know because we've t- <laughs> We're taking, <laughs> taking pictures. Photos. We're taking pictures. Yeah, and, and if you win that Money, you definitely taking a photo because <laughs> we we got to show people we gave it away. <laughs> so if you don't want your picture taken, you better hand that to somebody because you gonna somebody taking a picture <laughs> with that money. <laughs> Janelle, tell them where they can get more information about the they event. Can, they can get more information uh, by uh, hitting us up on our Facebook page FCSO Inc. Okay. Um, DM us there. Our email is FCSO so solutions at yahoo.com okay. yes um and our phone number is 601 601- 
660-3857. Anybody for more information, if you want to volunteer, if you want to come out, vendor, exhibitor, um, information booth, and, and anything. If you want to come out, we are we are we are still looking. We're gonna take it to the wire. <laughs> so if you if you get an unction on July twenty first to wanna at do twelve AM, you gonna email me. She's gonna take a call. <laughs> <laughs> well, Miss Janelle, I just thank you. You and your husband for stopping by to yes. let us know more about yes. the Fat to Fit Olympics 2023, the 10th annual. Yes. And yes. just blessings to y'all. And I hope Thank the you. event goes amazingly. It is. You don't 10 have years hope. in, you ain't even got to worry right. about you it. You ain't got to hope. It's going to go amazing. <laughs> we got the fire department, the police department, because we bring out um, the first responders and okay. let our, just drop a seed to let our children know that if you want to go in these careers, your health plays a factor. So you might want to start thinking about that now Good we stuff. got the Ar- uh, army captain we got a, a captain from the United States Air Force a pilot that's coming in we do the whole er- defense everything the whole so, nine uh, the whole nine yes uh, and Jim Paula said if don't nobody get shot have a heart attack or anything the ambulance gonna be out there too that's, <laughs> that's great <laughs> that's great you have been so much fun well, I thank fun, you dude. again for coming in I'm in with my traveling partners Kamel King and Jay White. They are here and we're having a great time. Jay? Yes, I agree. <laughs> it's a great time. Always a great time with you guys. <laughs> yeah, it's good to have y'all back on the What's Happening again for this week. You ready to get started? I'm ready. Woo! There he goes. <laughs> yes, he is. He's ready. Okay, so has anybody ever considered going vegan? Kamel, you're you're probably the closest, I think. Vegetarian. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't I know. Probably because I'm the biggest out of the No, three no, because you don't eat oh, pork. No, yeah. It's because you don't eat pork. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't talk like that. It's because you don't eat pork. That's why I was like, maybe you've considered it. I've considered vegetarian. Vegan would be a little too hard for Yeah, that's all plant-based. Yeah, that's all plant-based. But guess what's happening? Jackson Vegan Chef Challenge is going to be going on um, starting, um, it started July 1st and it'll run through the 31st. Um, Participating local restaurants are involved and this is independent restaurant chefs are competing for customers' votes with creative and delicious plant-based menu options. Veganism is on the rise and they're inviting you to see why so um they will you can eat and sample i guess during this this whole voting thing eat sample unique vegan dishes being offered by your favorite local restaurants so you'll go to the locals sample those and then you vote for your favorites either at the restaurants or by july 1st on the jackson vegan chef challenge website so this is a whole challenge i had somebody well i think it was vegetarian they had made me um some some nachos um, like a nacho thing. And it was good. It was good. Now, you know, me as a meat eater, I'm thinking, where's the meat? But it was, if I closed my eyes and didn't ask, I probably wouldn't have known that it wasn't there. <laughs> right, right. I think that's the point. I mean the, I mean, the food industry has done leaps and bounds as far as, uh, you know, making culinary dishes taste so well and being creative, Yeah. Uh, you know, for vegan and vegetarian dishes. Right. Have you ever eaten jackfruit? 
jackfruit tacos or anything like that. Didn't they, don't they say it's a little smelly or is that isn't that what I heard? Jackfruit is a smelly fruit. No, I don't know. Well, um, it just is a great meat substitute, and it takes on the flavor of you know of whatever meat. you're trying to cook. It oh, as. okay, 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 okay. Well, that's something to do. Jay, have you ever considered it? No, I don't know. Is that one of the things that's in the slug burger? When we talked about that last week. No, <laughs> no. I, no, no, <laughs> no. Sounded like it might be. I don't know. No, I think there's a little beef with some bread in that burger. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I guess I've thought about it. Once or twice, but, right? Uh, right. Never you know. turn that corner. Well, I mean, it requires work, so that's usually where I drop off. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually working, though. Everybody, he is on the boards pushing buttons. He has not fell off yet from today's show. <laughs> I'm somewhat diet wise. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, winning dishes will be announced in early August, so there's more information, of course, you know, on our calendar um, page. But the Jackson Vegan Chef Challenge will be running through Monday, July 1st, and you can vote on your favorite vegan dish. Okay. How about that? Let's switch over from veganism into Food Truck Fridays. (laughs) Are you hungry? Yes. That was nice. That was nice, wasn't it? She's hungry. (laughs) I am hungry. Food Truck Friday, City of South Haven, um, two locations every Friday. Arena at South Haven and Stoughton Grove Park, they will be having food trucks. So if you are not vegan and you would like to stop by a food truck, City of South Haven has those at, again, the Arena at South Haven and Snowden Grove Park today um, through 8 p.m. The arena. I wonder if they're talking about the Landers Center. I would have to assume, unless there's a thing called the arena. Arena at South Haven. Jay, you should know. Yeah, Jay, maybe they have something you don't know about. Well, that's why I kind of asked out loud what the arena at South Haven might be. Sounds like it could be a cool no. a cool space. Or it could be just the <laughs> Landers Center, which is the Civic Arena up there. What did you say, Kamel? How dare there be a building in Mississippi you don't know about? (laughs) He don't know. He don't know. How about this? Going on your food thing. The the Cherry Creek Peach Festival is happening in Abram Nanny Country, Pontotoc, Mm. Mississippi. At, uh, let's see, it's going to be... I love peaches. In Pontotoc Highway 345. (laughs) That's coming up uh, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. tomorrow. There's going to be food, arts and crafts. And, an, and a peach orchard tour starting at 9.30 a.m. There's entertainment all day. Now listen to some of these bands. There's a band called Tom Foolery that's going to play at 11. That's they, a great name. They're going to be Tom Foolery. Right. And then at 2.45, you got the Rust Bucket Roadies coming on. So that's a great Whoa. name for a band, the Rust Bucket Roadies. Roadies. So mm. there you go. But they got music starting at 9, 9 a.m. And the last act goes on at 5.15 p.m. So peach Festival. We love peach peaches. Festival. And don't forget now, the Watermelon Festival is actually starting today That's through right. tomorrow. So peaches, watermelon, vegan. It's that time. And food trucks. They all go in together. And then um, that'll be at My City Park in Mys, Mississippi. So don't forget, we did that last week. Mm-hmm. So the 45th Annual Watermelon Festival will be held in Mys this weekend. If you want to get your eat on, this is it's the time The time to do it. Um, mm-hmm. And then coming up Saturday, July 15th, the Delta Soul Picnic Festival is coming to Greenville, Mississippi. Listen to this, Kamal. Guess who's on the on the ticket? Do you remember H-Town? Oh, oh yeah. 
Rockin' Knockin' the Boots, of course. Of course, you know that song. And then, next is going to be there. Um, they've got Miss Jody on the bill, Grady Champions on the bill, so it's going to be fun out there. And then it's going to oh, be a picnic, great. too, so if you like eating... That's where it's going to be. I have a feeling there's going to be some barbecue in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be at Warfield Point Park in Greenville, Mississippi, Saturday, July 15th, 2 p.m. until 11 p.m. That sounds pretty cool. And then there, yep. if you like getting dressed up, there's a 70 80s costume party. That's going to be happening tomorrow at Ish Bar and Grill in Jackson. And they are saying, wear your big afros, bell-bottom pants, platform shoes, and more. Um, Kamel, you got those platform shoes still in the closet with the goldfish in them. You know I do? I know you do. The goldfish, unfortunately, have passed away. There was no way to get them out of there. But, you know, you'll get the point if you feel that's a, I'm going to get you sucker reference. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, that will be happening. 70s, 80s costume party performing live is Mike Robb and the 601 band. Jonte Mayen and DJ Finesse is going to be on the ones and twos for that oh, one. Those are my people. Right. This is by um, Karamu Cunning, Mr. Karamu Cunning, the promoter. So he's nice. putting, yeah, he's putting that on. And then um, I think it's a, a double do. And it's also a Soul Train dance party as well. This is this is an event right here. So not only is it 70, 80s costume party, but also it's a Soul Train dance party. And that's all going down. Ish Bar and Grill tomorrow night um, at around 8 p.m. in Jackson, Mississippi. Um, last thing, um, Jay, do you know about Sam Hunt? Sam Hunt is performing at Brandon Amphitheater. I know who he is. He's I mean, I don't got know a song but... that I liked. <laughs> I had pulled it up, and it is called "Body Like a Back Road." Okay, and um, that sounds like a country song. It's, he's kind of country, but he's kind of not. Okay, I like. Well, that's kind of like how all country music is now. Well, okay, well I'm not. <laughs> Pull the scab <laughs> off. Hang Jay on. Go in the other that. direction. Yep. It was not me. That was Jay. Everyone. <laughs> But he's got a nice sound to him, but he's going to be playing the um, Brandon Amphitheater next Thursday, July 20th. So if you like Sam Hunt, go out there and check that out. But that's it. That's it for what's happening. You got anything, Kamel? You got any what's happening on your plate? I think you just covered it so well. (laughs) Jay, you got any more events on yours? Uh, One more thing. Uh, The uh, Mississippi Children's Museum is having a thing uh, tomorrow night. Their uh, partner's Neon Night. It's a fundraising event that brings uh, the Mississippi Children's Museum to life with growing lights, electrifying music, specialty drinks, and savory snacks. So it's an adult event. It's a Saturday night. It's ages 21 plus, food and drinks included in a ticket purchase. And uh, it's established by a dedicated group of young professionals who are part of the partners of of the uh, Children's Museum. And, uh, you know, just want to see it continue to thrive and and have a place for uh, younger but adults to get together and network in a fun spot. Good so, stuff. yeah. Good stuff. Lock the kids out of the children's museum and let the young and adults play we and have fun. Loose. Right? There you go. That's 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 fun. That's We're going to tear that loose. There you go. <laughs> this is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jermaine Flood in with my road dogs. Kamel King with Visit Mississippi and Mr. Jay White. And now we're going to get back on the road because on the line with us to discuss all things dealing with this year's Neshoba 
Baldwin County Fair, Mississippi's giant house party happening July 21st through the 28th is none other than the president, Mr. Scott Bound. Scott, welcome to Next Stop, Mississippi. Hey, good morning, Jermaine, and my MPB friend. Good morning to you, Scott. Good morning. We are here. We want to know all about Mississippi's giant house party. We already know each and every single year y'all do it big up there in Philadelphia. And um, we we, we want to know more about it this year for this year's. Um, But, Scott, talk about your history with Neshoba County Fair and just how long you've been involved in helping put this event on as president. Okay. Well, uh, here again, I do appreciate the opportunity be on today and to share about the fair and uh, with us to allow us to talk about it a little bit. But a little bit about my back. But I came. The fair is comprised of um, uh, an independent board of directors. We're all volunteer. I came on the board in 1995. Uh, I guess it's my 28th year on the board. Uh, we are all volunteer and served on the executive committee as one of the vice presidents for probably the last 10 years and was elected president two years of the board. So um, uh, we're all, we are all volunteer. Uh, As I tell a lot of people, uh, we don't receive any pay. Uh, Our passion for the fair transcends the zero pay that we receive. And, um, but I've been very fortunate to uh, chair the program committee for over 20 years Mm -hmm. and here again now being president i'm very involved in all aspects of the fair and uh but it's uh this is the 134th year of the fair that's why i I noticed oh i noticed you all don't put the the years on it i didn't know that it was the 134th if you if you had to count from what year is that scott 1889 1889 yeah, so let me sort of clarify. This is the 134th year. It's not the 134th fair. Okay. So just give you a little backstory on the fair. Uh, the fair was not held in 1942, 1942, 1943, 1944, and 45. And back then, after the war, after World War II, they were not sure the fair was going to kick back off, and it did. And it took them a couple of years to get their footing back established and then we did not have the fair in 2020 due to covid so we've had five years and that 134 years that we have not had a fair but we are the last remaining campground fair in the united states mm, wow uh, we uh there are 601 individually privately owned fair cabins and then the fair maintains about 585 rv spots out there so it's uh it transforms starting the middle of next week through the 28th when the fair closes which will be friday two weeks from the day i mean it transforms basically into a small city where we have to provide uh obviously utility uh security force uh, garbage pickup everything that a small to medium-sized city requires and that's what we do for 10 days wow Wow. What, wow! what brings everybody Scott, together? Scott. What is it? What is it that everybody loves about this event? It's it's not in the big town. It's off the beaten path. But we've talked about it. I mean, this is basically a century and a quarter that this has been going on. It's been as much as four years off. And then people still want to come back to this place and do this thing. And COVID couldn't stop it or anything else. What is it about this event that people love to come and see everybody else and hang out and do? 
Yeah, well, Jay, I, I will tell you, uh, uh, obviously the cabins. I mean, that's when when the fair started, it, it started as just a really a half-day gathering out in that little community of Neshoba County, which is called the Coldwater Community. It started as a half-day gathering for farmers in that area, community, to get together and just show their livestock animals and for women to show their handcraft goods, home goods, whatever, you know, agricultural stuff, and uh, which is still the, the cornerstone of the fair even today. But I'll get into that in just a minute. But anyway, it started as a half-day event, and then it they decided they'd turn it into a two-day event. And people bought their wagons, and they stayed in the wagons, and they stayed under the wagons, and they camped. And the story I'm told in the history that I that I know of the fair, and from there, it just it just transformed. So, in answer to your question, a lot of the people who own cabins there now are direct descendants of all of these people that came to the first fairs and it's just a time for it's a time for these people to get together have reunions with the family some family a lot of the families out there it's the only time they see each other but they also bring people from where they come from i mean the fair is represented by over 50 states and i don't know how many countries far as patrons come to the fair or have interest in the fair okay uh it's it's unique and in that People ask us all the time, well, how many people come to the fair? You know, it's really hard to say because we don't we don't charge our our only source of revenue are tickets. Okay. We don't receive any state money, we don't receive any federal money, we don't receive any assistance from the county. Um, we are a private association. So all of our tickets uh, all our revenues out from ticket sales with People say, well, how many tickets do you sell? I can tell you how many tickets we sell, but I can't tell you how many people are there because kids nine and under, we don't charge. So we don't have a count on that, and there's a boo-coodle of kids nine and under about that. Right, uh, right. Kamel, what was your question? No, I just wanted Scott to uh, tell the listeners a little bit about his history because uh, uh, Scott, you have you've had a, a wonderful history uh, throughout the state fighting for so many things, and, and as well as the fair. Uh, just wanted the listeners to know about your rich history. Well, uh, okay, so I, I live in Philadelphia, born and raised here in Philadelphia in the Shelby County. Have lived here all my life, except when I went to school and um, came back and. Uh, you know, just I guess by stroke of luck, was uh, elected to the fair board as I said earlier in 1995. Uh, served in that, uh, you know, been on the board since then. Of course, serving president. Um, I am completing, and I don't know, I'm, I am completing my fifth term in the Mississippi Legislature, representing House District 44 in the Mississippi House. Um, I am running for re-election this year, but I'm not here for my campaign. I'm here to talk about the fair, but. Um, that the my legislative responsibilities and my desire to have something in my community that I can give back to the community again transcends into my passion for the fair because I don't think there's anything that probably has more I know locally more prominence uh, than the Shelby County Fair but also statewide and regionally than the Shelby County Fair so for me to be able to be in both positions that I'm in and and and, and the people allowing me to do that, whether it's my legislative responsibilities or whether it's serving the patrons of the fair. I'm a, I'm a very blessed man, and 
I tell people all the time, as far as the legislature, I have as much passion for doing it today as I did the first day I walked in the chamber 20 years ago, and I have as much passion for serving the fair as I did in May of 1995 when I was elected to the board. That's good stuff. I love that. Now, Scott, tell our listeners where they can get more information about the Neshoba County Fair this year and where they need to be to be into that Neshoba County Fair this year. Yeah, uh, yeah. A very simple website, neshobacountyfair.org. Um, all of our all the schedules are up for the uh, uh, coming fair. Uh, it gives information, just different links on there about the history of the fair. Uh, it's not a real... Uh, it's a good website. It's very comprehensive, uh, you know, and it, it, it shows accommodations, you know, people choose to stay at a hotel, whatever. Uh, and here again, I want to talk about schedule a little bit. Obviously, with this being an election year, uh, we've got three full days of well, full mornings of political speaking on Tuesday, July the 25th, which will be local candidates. And then on Wednesday, July the 26th, and Thursday, July the 27th, uh, will be statewide and district candidates that will speak in the mornings at the Founders Square Pavilion, which is where the part of the fair is. And uh, with this being an election year and some of the very um, contested races that are on the statewide ticket, I think it promises to be a very big year politically at the fair. That's some good stuff. I love that. Thank you so much, Scott, for joining us today to let us know about the Neshoba County Fair and everything that's going with it. Congratulations on just your long-termness and all the work that you do with Neshoba County Fair as well, Scott. Thank y'all for giving me on and talk about it, and uh, hope to see you out there. We hope to come out there as well, too, Scott. Thank you so much. We've come to the end of another great trip. We want to thank you for riding Shotgun and today's guest, Janelle Edwards and Scott Bounds, for joining us. To find out more information about these and other events around the state, visit our events calendar at mpbonline.org. Next stop is a production of MPB Think Radio. For Kamel King and Jay White, I'm Jermaine Flood. Join us next Friday at 10 a.m. for another great trip here on Next Stop Mississippi. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.